Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast for spiritual seekers and lurkers, the respectfully curious, and the pursuers of their passion. Hosted by Melanie Dunn, Tanya Ryan, and me, Jen Anderson. Thanks for coming, guys. So exciting to be here. You're just nailing it on that intro. I now read it. And I do pretend <laughs> that I'm not reading it. <laughs> I read it every time. <laughs> She said when you guys were doing your one-on-one that she forgot that the viewers couldn't see her. She was trying to memorize I was trying it. to sneakily read the intro and outro. And then I was like, why am I doing this? So real humans over here, guys. Real yeah, humans. no, no memorizing occurs. <laughs> there is many things in our brain that we have to make room for. And I feel like the intro memorization is not, not at the top of the list at all. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm really excited about today's topic. We are talking about the social dilemma that I think most people in the world, I saw like a little thing the other day that was like the first quarter of COVID was Tiger King. And then second quarter was, I think it was social dilemma. What's going to be next? Yeah. Okay, I missed the boat. So I just watched the social dilemma uh, like three nights ago with my husband and we were both like, whoa, like this is <laughs> all right. <laughs> like we're, we're planning, like we're re-strategizing for sure. Because yeah. the biggest thing that stu- stuck out or stuck out to me rather was um, that, yeah, that there are rules around other forms of media advertising and that kind of thing. And there's just, they have no rules. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like I am a advocate on this and it got me right fired up in not the way that most people got fired up about social dilemma. I was like, what rules, what rules do commercials have that they can't show smoking or that they can't pay, play into your fear and scarcity mindset and your lack mm-hmm. mindset? Because that's actually happening with every single media form that there is out there. Part of me like wants to be like, yes okay, I get it. There should be some regulations. And then the other part of me is like, I don't agree with the regulations on anything anyway. So what's the difference? I think though, uh, like I'm, and I don't disagree with you, but I think that inevitably we're always going to have something we're unsatisfied with because that's anytime we're dealing with like something that's being delegated over a group, but just the fact that they have zero, like, so they can collect endless data and use it however they want to sell it to and, uh, yeah and they're they're the only that's the only you know format that can do that i'm offended often by so uh my partner and i were talking about going for dinner on the phone i didn't realize that it's listening to my phone yeah. conversations so then i went out and went into my calendar and i was adding an event and it said dinner with jai and i was like what uh-huh. that was and then I thought, well, that was kind of a shortcut, <laughs> but like, you know, I was offended and then it, it is, it's, um, it plays to convenience. So it's allowed. That's yeah. the, that's the whole thing. Okay. I have to ask though, before you guys, before we like, I love digging into this, but did you guys watch Snowden? What is that's old, right? Yeah. It's a, a long time ago. A 10 year old movie, if not older. And it's all about... I haven't watched it in like five plus years. So I probably will say this wrong, but it's essentially a guy that works for, he works for the States, I believe. And they're collecting data through phones 
through technology, listening in all the time. And all they do is sit there with headphones on, listening for keywords. So it was really big with Al-Qaeda. It was really big with ISIS. Those would be all like red flagged words. And then they would go into that person's info, all of it. And they would start to pay attention to exactly who they were and all of these things. And it's based on a true story of this movie. And he blew the whistle essentially. He came out publicly, which was a huge no-no. And then he had to disappear to, I believe he lives in Siberia or Iceland Mm. or somewhere like that. And he had to, the whole world wanted to hurt him and detain him for letting people know. And so maybe for me, the social dilemma wasn't um, surprising in any way because I had watched Snowden so long ago and then I've watched a few documentaries since. So I was like, yeah, it's out there. I feel like I've known it's been out there for 10 plus years and it's part of our life. But Why are we okay doing with it? Shady, who cares? Yeah, yeah. Care. but um, a girlfriend of mine, her partner is in IT uh, tech and we were going to start recording our conversations. You can't do that. Like you have to get a third party app and you both have to approve but then they're allowed to record. So we can't willingly enter into recording our own conversation, but they can record ours. And he said, I would caution you against that because they do look for keywords like, here's my birthday. Here's, and uh, these call apps or recording apps can actually like steal your identity through compiling it from your conversations. There's so much to risk. Why do we allow it? What is our, like why we have become so dependent on our devices and being so connected that we are giving up privacy. It's a, it's a huge trade-off. Not saying I'm not trading it off daily, minute, second-wise, but I, it is. It's a huge trade-off. How do you, are you okay with that? Like, when you really think about it. Watching The Social Dilemma, my eyes were like, you know, like little loonies, and my mouth was open. Uh, I was Scary. not that way. Yeah. I'll have to watch Snowden get hardened. <laughs> and I, too, like, like I, I probably had such a hard time when Snowden came out mm-hmm. that when I watched it that I've processed it for so many years that I'm like I don't know I just don't I don't choose to look at the world in such a negative sense I need to I just look at it like any ads that come in my feed those are things I like thank you <laughs> I don't want to see shit I don't like <laughs> <laughs> right and and it doesn't give it to you no. uh, and if it, and if you change your taste all you have to do is say hide ad no longer relevant it's like oh what's gen into now yeah and then it'll start populating that yeah i did have a discussion with one gentleman last week about it because it like comes across my feed of course because i've talked about it and i click on those links and so i think too being in the online business we know how algorithms work and so it doesn't surprise me when my feed is full of whatever I've been clicking on from posts or even pausing. You don't have to click guys. If you pause for two seconds, data has been collected that like, oh, she's interested in that for whatever reason, right? Mm -hmm. And so because I'm in the online world, I'm very aware of that already, but I had this discussion with him and he's like, it bugs me that it's forming my mind. And our kids, our kids who who don't have the pre-existing had to go to the library to do their research, had to interview older people in person to get an accounting of history. They now are 
swayed. They don't even know who they are. They don't know who they are. They've been born to be these people. Those are separate issues. Personally, I don't think we can blame that strictly on media, strictly on Google search. Strictly, I feel like 50 years from now, this will be just like TV where people, I'm sure like our grandparents, when TV came out and they're like, they just sit in front of the TV for hours, or you just have all this information given to you all the time. Back in our day, we had to go down to the coffee shop and figure out what was going on in the world because of so-and-so and Sally and shared this and da 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 They didn't have news channels, all of these things. And so to me, I'm like, I don't want my kid on social media all the time by any means or any of my children. And I limit my own social media intake. I know when I'm getting a little bit, woo woo, you've been on there a little too much lately. You need to step back and go away for days or hours or whatever that looks like. So that's, I think that's my issue is like, this is just tons of changing. Do you think though, so when you brought up TV, I was like, oh yes, you're so right. But so now back when our parents were growing up, there wasn't a whole lot of different. So they were all conditioned under the same media marketing. Here's who you are, who, here's who you'll be. And how dare you be that one kid who's different, you know? And now there's, I guess, maybe a few more different avenues so the kids can explore their individuality. A little bit. Yeah. I do think I was even having a conversation yesterday about pronouns and the proper way to use them and how it's just so different. And now that I have, you know, like kids that are getting to that age and what is the proper, you know, like we, if we had a group of boys over, I wouldn't be like talking about the ladies or the girlfriends by any means, because I don't want to put that pressure out there. But yet media has allowed these children that aren't, or people just in general, not even children that feel different to find a community. And if there wasn't media, they might not have that community for themselves. Those people that make them feel safe. So there's bad. I'm not saying there's not bad. I totally get the bad. I totally know we're addicted to our phones in so many capacities. You know, there's all of that. But I I do think there's like good and bad to it, I guess. That's kind of what I took away from it was like, okay, this is happening. And, And I really connected with the kind of like when they compared it to the lottery, like, uh, lotto machines, is that what they're called? I'm so sorry. I'm very BLT machines. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, not my forte, obviously. Mine um, but I definitely connect to that, that addiction aspect of the like social media and my phone and how I'm kind of constantly looking for that next hit for my phone. So after we watched it, like we put away aside the, the data and the maybe ethical issues that are, are definitely something there that are, I think quite complex, even just going to the simple um, conclusion of how it has changed, how I choose to interact with my phone and how I'm changing how I interact with my phone. Like for instance, now I make an agenda before I go on social media. So it's like, okay, I'm going on social media. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to get off. So for me, that's helping me with, cause it does feel a little bit like uh, it does feel like an addiction, but it also just because of society feels a little bit like like an eating disorder. I can't just, if I have an eating disorder, I can't, I don't get to just stop eating. I wish I could. When I was dealing with my eating disorder, all I wanted to do was just stop eating food. I was just like, I wish I didn't have to, because it's too hard to manage it. But you do, you have to learn how to manage it. Mm -hmm. That's a really excellent point. I never 
I've never that is. And I'm also going to um, bring the agenda into my life because I'll, I'll know what I want to do as I'm picking up my phone. And then as I open it, I'll see all these notifications. And then I sit there staring at the blank screen going, why was I here originally? Like, <laughs> totally. I, I need an agenda in my life. Yes. All the time. We have all been this there. agenda in my, in my life. And I think it is just a practice too. Because like, for example, I can have, I have like, things that I want to do on social media too. And so I haven't called it an agenda, but it's similar of like, why are you going in here? Just check with yourself before. But if I'm doing something else and then I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go check this. For example, I had a YouTube interview. I wanted to go check a detail about the person I had interviewed for the write-up. But yet, if one of your faces popped up as soon as I opened my phone, I'd be like, oh, what's she up to? What is she doing? Oh, I love this. Oh, I should probably share this. And then I'll be like down the rabbit hole of like, oh, and then this came in and then this came in and my feed refreshes and then somebody else's face I like is in there. And so, yeah, I totally get sucked into that rabbit hole too. It is, it is a rabbit hole, isn't it? Yeah. The whole time we were talking about this, I was like, we like to offer a solution at the end. And then I was like, what's our solution going to be? The agenda. The agenda <laughs> is an agenda. the solution. Yeah. Self-restriction. time. Like now Do you ever like toss out a, a search query in Google just to like, you know, just to throw them off? I do. <laughs> I have I'm like, never what, will, what will this be? Because you get bored of seeing your own feed, right? So then it's like, I'm going to search something I would never search up. And then, uh, or if Jai searches on my phone, all of a sudden I'm getting like woodworking stuff and yeah, yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden I'm a new me. Right. <laughs> and it's not just from our phones. It's also from our Wi-Fi. So just everybody's like fully aware of how that all works. So if my Please. son, this first happened for me and it was literally seven or eight years ago. I wasn't really, I don't even think I was on Facebook at the time or anything like that. I was... I had my phone and my computer minimally, let's say. And I was Googling for my husband. I wanted to buy him. We were building a house and I wanted to buy him surround sound for in the house. And so I was like researching that and I had been doing it on my phone. And then it started coming up on our computer all of the time because they're linked. And so then I was like pissed off because it's like, this was the best surprise present and now he's seeing these ads for all. No like, longer relevant. Yes. <laughs> they didn't have that at the time. <laughs> but it would like pop up all the time. And he's like, oh, we should think about this. This would be really cool in the new house. And I was like, damn it. That was my idea. And that's when I started to realize that all of these things are completely linked together. So like if my son goes on Amazon, he doesn't even have to be on my account. But mm -hmm. I will get notifications from Amazon for what he's looking for. Works well for Christmas. I know what he's into right now without even asking him what he's into right now because it's showing up in my Amazon feed. It's, they call it intuitive, right? So it's intuitive knowing. That's what they're collecting data to be yes. intuitive. And as an intuitive, people always say after they come for a session and I tell them all this crazy stuff about themselves and they're like, yeah. how did you know? And then as they leave, they always say, so do you like do this to people when you're just like hanging out? That's, I don't do that because to me, that's a boundary that yes. you, sometimes I'll get like a, whoa. Like that's a, a great a, point. 
Yeah, an, an involuntary download, but I don't, I'm not like looking at Jen being like, what's she got going on today? Or Tanny, you know, like I, I do have a lot of boundaries around that for myself and yeah. for other people. But there's I think when my we're analogy intuitive. for, sorry, yeah. my analogy for that is that I go into homes that I'm invited to. So your intuitive, mm-hmm. your energetic mm-hmm. space is your home. And if you invite me in, then I will come in. But if you don't, then that's just as bad as breaking and entering sorry cashton agrees yeah it's very vocal to me it's very i love that analogy for it because yeah. i've always looked at it like i actually don't want to know all of the things going on with you unless i haven't been invited mm-hmm. into your home because it's just too much information to process it's like creeping someone on facebook and knowing everything about them and then pretending that you don't know yeah it's like so fair. that you, yeah it's not <laughs> yeah so you gotta keep you gotta keep the mystery alive that is, that's, I love that you guys said that though. It is, there isn't a boundary with that and that there can be a negative with the social dilemma in that mm-hmm. social. Because when you were saying that you were looking up surround sound for your husband, I thought how you could switch that. Like, you know, you saw, said he saw it and was like, this is a great idea. So if it was something that you wanted for you, you could just populate your search and like <laughs> fill Blake's feet. <laughs> like, yeah. Brand new shoes. Doom. <laughs> all the candles, all the things. <laughs> hey, I can help you with candles. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So question then. Um, I do like I do want to like bring some like Melanie was saying, like, okay, so what like kind of coming back to more conclusive or more helpful words what are you guys doing so i've built an agenda for social media bryn for him what we found best was he actually has taken himself off social media he doesn't use it as a tool like i do and like you guys do to like you know promote business or build awareness of business um so what are some of the tools that you use to help create a healthier boundary with um your phone with social media um like and even like with kids because you guys have older kids i have a little kid so i don't have to even have that conversation yet but maybe just start we'll start with like our own use and then go into maybe kids use can i go first please Please. yeah uh so it drives my family crazy because i think it's not even just an addiction to social media i think it's an addiction to your phone period um i I I will as you both know, I will either text you back right away or I won't text you back for hours, sometimes days, because I leave my phone alone. I leave it away. I, there are moments in my day that I do have it with me, but then there are definitely like when my kids get home from school and I check out from work at like three, four o'clock, whenever that is, I leave it up here for two hours because I know if I see it, I'll grab it. I won't even think about it. I also sometimes will move my apps around So if you watch yourself of how automatic it is for you to check into your home screen, open your phone and automatically click on the like Instagram or Facebook or whatever your go-to is, Mm -hmm. I will move them on different pages and I'll put them in different boxes and like everything them around because, and then it also shows you do it today. It'll show you how automatically you're doing that through your subconscious without even thinking about it. Cause I'll be like, why am I on Instagram? I was going into the banking app because my thumb automatically goes to that one spot. Like muscle memory. Yay. Yeah. And so just totally. switching that up, leaving my phone away, it drives my sweet mother and 
anybody in the generation above me absolutely batty because I I treat my cell phone like uh kind of like a house phone but like pretend I'm not home so Mm -hmm. don't call me like ever if I'm not home I'm not going to answer and I'm not going to check my voicemail as soon as I get home either um I just don't think we need to this could go into a whole conversation about Apple watches and all of that, but I don't think we need to know all of these things right then. It's not good for our nervous system. Mm -hmm. We don't, it doesn't matter if somebody texts us immediately and we don't get it. So yeah, that's our biggest boundary. And at home, we have a spot in our kitchen that everybody checks in. And there's certain amounts of time that you can have your phone downstairs. Like for my son, he hangs out downstairs the most, but it's not, he doesn't get to have his phone down there all the time because I don't want him thinking, just because his friends messaged him doesn't mean he has to message back immediately. He can have his own. Is he on Snapchat? Uh, No, he was briefly. And then I took him off. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. My kids are like, my streaks, my streaks. And like, and mine's younger than yours. So it's Mm -hmm. easier for me still at this. So I feel like I'm learning from you too. Cause I'm like, Oh, let's like, how proactive can we be on these things I know I'm not going to be able to control any of it much longer so like I made my son watch social dilemma with us yeah mm-hmm. no you're not hanging out with friends you're going to watch social dilemma because you need to know how these things work too I think yeah Jace wouldn't he's like mom I'm already so restricted <laughs> he's like if he thinks that if we don't watch it together I'm not going to watch it I already watched it and yeah. he's like if, if we watch it you'll just put more restrictions on me but, yeah <laughs> When I'm my best self, and this is, you know, it's, there's it's probably 60% of the time. When I'm my best self, I um, limit social media to when I'm working on my big computer. Mm. So I'll have to be working and in my work hours on my big computer to interact on Facebook or Instagram, because it's a business tool for me. I love the connections that the business tool creates for me, but it also... Um, if I'm sick, like I was with Vertigo this week, I spent a ton of time once I started to be able to focus my eyes, just scrolling. And I noticed how that impacted my mental health. Uh It impacted my mental health on how I thought I could heal. It impacted my mental health on how I thought about myself. So I know that these restrictions and I have never done the app one. I, when I update my phone and it moves my apps around for me, or I delete one, I'm like, Oh, how can I move it back so that it's the same? But that's like, that's my muscle memory, right? It's my go-to. So I, I realized how robotic that's becoming and I'm going to try that. Um, another thing that we just implemented doing is that we find that uh, we watch TV together mm-hmm. and then we all, both had our phones at our couch and we would be scrolling and watching TV. So it wasn't just like one form of media coming in. We were really sick. And I, I said, we have to stop. Like we have to leave our phone far away so that if we want to go check it, it's, it's an effort to get there. Yeah. And this is a sacred space. So Jai still messes up, but I inform him immediately and he takes it back to the counter. But it was like, it, it was actually causing a wedge because you, you know, you're judging yourself. So Uh when he picks up his phone, I'm like, you're on your phone a lot. And then like at the next commercial, I've got it like alongside (laughs) the arm so that he can't see I'm looking at it because I know that it's coming back, right? Like we're just, if you're in that judgment still space about the usage of someone else's phone, you have to know that this is, it's a message for you. And I, 
I don't tell them this stuff naturally, but <laughs> I do know it. That's and the like kids are packed. Like uh, we had, sorry, Tanya, this oh. is like for the moms out there. Um, when they're younger, you can schedule them time. So it's not like a huge deal. They know their time limit every day and it just powers off. So it takes all the apps off of their phone are packed. My kids became so genius that they outwitted our packs so they don't have it anymore. But I do have <laughs> Wi-Fi restrictions. And then they got a, um, then they got, what is it called? A VPN and outwitted the restrictions. So, but it bit them in the butt because it actually messed up our Wi-Fi. And so now they're scared. So they, they just let the restrictions be. But I say all the time, I'm like, I'm doing this now, but they're not self-regulating. So when they move out, like, I don't know. I don't know about this generation, but we made it with TV. So or our own phone True. lines. <laughs> I had a phone line I stayed on forever when I was a teenager. And I think there's like video games and stuff that come into that. Like it's all about our nervous system. And so that's mm -hmm. the piece I'm trying to really instill in my kids. Like I did that with Bren when he was starting to play video games of like, okay, do you see how we're arguing right now after you yeah. played video games for an hour? And Agitated. then I would just leave it and I would walk away. I wouldn't be like, see, video games are so messed up. But I'd be like, you just sit in that. Like just check yourself, see how that's going. And then at other days I'd be like, see how we're like so getting along here and we're so happy and all these good things and you haven't played video games huh I wonder if there's a correlation and I would walk away <laughs> Tanya I cut you off I'm sorry oh no I was just gonna relate but we we also integrated a rule it's just one screen at a time so if we are watching a movie or watching tv then you're not like you can't have your computer going you can't have your phone going like it's supposed to be one screen at a time we just as of yesterday so this will be interesting discussed doing a day called screenless sundays where no screens we do that too so it'll be like and i'm like it makes my stomach turn i'm like no computer no phone no tv i'm like oh my gosh okay well, this will be a thing and that's uh, cool i want to do that and then um, I do the app moving too. I actually try to hide my social media apps so that I spend time looking for them and go, right, do you really need to check social media? I've also occasionally like deleted them off. That's, that's just, the only reason that sucks is because yeah, you, if you want to make it a quick thing, like when you're trying to go and you're like, okay, I've got the agenda, I've got the plan. If you have to upload the app every time, it is hard to like kind of spend less time because then you feel like, well, I spent all this time uploading the app. I may as well like be here for a minute. It's kind of like driving <laughs> somewhere. You're like, well, it took all this time to drive here. I may as well spend some time. So I, I actually just try to hide the app and then I'm trying to do it so that I can be on social media every other day instead of feeling like I'm on every day. Still very much a work in progress, but hashtag goals, guys. And then, Jen, I'm the same way as far as, like, like just putting the phone away. But the other thing, okay, this is, like, another kind of a conundrum. And we don't have, like, a ton of time, so maybe we don't got to get another episode for this. But, okay, we've got COVID going on. So how do we keep from getting and feeling isolated, which I struggle with? Like, I've got a new baby, and um, yeah. sometimes I feel like I'm getting kind of, like, I feel really alone. And if I'm, 
you know, being good about having my phone off to the side, but how am I supposed to talk to anyone? And like, people don't call each other anymore. Like I, I have almost gotten us to put in a phone line at our house, um, just so people can call me, but then I'm sitting here going, but realistically, no one will, no one calls anyone anymore. It's just going to be a waste of money. So I could like finally put my phone away from the day, knowing that I can just have someone who's going to call me. And that feels like that human interaction, but I don't believe that people are going to call me because I think we've been, we've trained ourselves out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I scream. My mom even texts me to say, can I call you? And I'm like, yes, it's a really unnecessary first step. Like you just, no, if I'm not social etiquette, (laughs) it's social (laughs) etiquette now it's, it's weird, but it's social etiquette now. Can I call you? That's like, how dare you surprise someone by just like cold calling? It's so weird. I know. But I used to get so excited is, when my phone would ring. Right? That's kind of how I feel. Now <laughs> I think something's wrong. I had a girl yeah. call me a couple weeks ago. I was like, are you okay? What's right? Like, yeah, Tanya called what me. What do you need? What's this Saturday? urgent matter that you would call me? <laughs> I saw Tanya call on Saturday and I was like, oh my God, I missed it. Oh, and I like immediately called. I thought something was wrong too. Yeah. But she's like, I was just driving one jet. Like, okay, cool. One shot. Just looking yeah. for someone to talk to. Hands free, of course. <laughs> I think we should do a whole episode on this. I think so too. Type of situation because I think it is a real, a real okay. thing. This might be a good one where we do live and have people yeah. in with us. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna close this off because we're awesome. at the uh, the final. Any final words or final thoughts? No, I'm good. No, we could go. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us on this episode of the Spiritual Boss Podcast. We appreciate you listening. Please click the subscribe button. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to leave us a positive review, that would be really helpful for us and it helps people find us. Um, We welcome emails and input. We love comments. So contact us, uh, spiritualbosspodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram at the Spiritual Boss Podcast. Peace in, peace out.